Hi, I'm Sakita Holly. I am an award-winning publicist and entrepreneur obsessed with transforming brands, and I am dedicated to sharing everything that I've learned along the way to help you win at work, in business, and everywhere in between. On this podcast, you will have direct, unfiltered access to your favorite creatives, entrepreneurs, and executives, and the methods that have made both them and myself successful. This is the Sakita Method. To live tweet this episode, use the hashtag the Sakita Method and be sure to tag me at Miss Success, that's M-I-S-S Success on both Instagram and Twitter. On the show today is a real treat and a real one. She is someone who I met a few years ago and we instantly hit it off, which I've learned is a huge testament to the type of woman she is, the type of energy she exudes, and just simply how she chooses to move through the world with humility, grace, passion, and resilience. She is Daniqua Williams-Clark the founder of Lit Brooklyn, a Brooklyn-based luxury candle candle company that specializes in hand-poured, cotton-wicked soy candles made with intention, using the best ingredients for both you and your home environment. After just four years in business, Lit Brooklyn is flourishing with customers all over the country. Welcome to the show, Daniqua. Thank you, Sakita. I'm so excited that you're here. This conversation is literally long overdue, so I'm I'm very excited. It's long overdue, but I feel like timing is always perfect, um, so I'm excited For sure. to delve into this conversation. For sure. So the first thing I, I have to ask is, how are you feeling today? Um, honestly, I feel good. Um, I guess, you know, every day I'm going through like a different range of emotions, but if I had to sum it up, I feel good. Um, I literally will never, I don't, I can't fix my mouth to complain. I'm in a good space. Mm. Okay. Well, okay. (laughs) I I received that energy. (laughs) I received that energy. And what I want to talk about first is like, we have to tell everyone how we met (laughs) because it's, it's such a crazy story. But again, it goes back to what you, what you just said about timing. Like two years ago, we ended up being roommates at the, my taught you retreat, which is my leaked heels uh, retreat. So the, what's funny about that is the team reached out to me um, a, a couple of weeks before the event and, you know, said there was there was an opportunity for me to attend the retreat that I want to come. And I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. They were like, OK, but there's one thing you're going to have a roommate. And I'm like, <laughs> a roommate. And, you know, I'm somebody that really loves having my own personal space. Um, So if it was up to me, I definitely would not have chosen to have a roommate. And I damn sure wasn't about to choose to have a roommate with a stranger, you know, have my roommate be a stranger. So, so I went to them and I said, okay, are there any single rooms available? And they was like, yeah, there's a single room available. It's just going to cost you $6,000. And I was like, a roommate, that ain't no problem. I could do a roommate. (laughs) Like I could do a roommate. So they were like, um, don't worry, trust us. And then they sent me your IG profile, right? So I took a quick look, like I didn't scroll through or anything. I literally remember going to your profile. I think I saw like maybe the first three pictures and instantly I was like, okay, she seems cool. Like, (laughs) like, like just like that. I was like, you know what? This is fine. I'm going to go. But when we met, 
we like instantly hit it off. There was no like, okay, I'm gonna, let me see what she's on. Like it was instant. So like, what were your thoughts coming into that situation? And like, what was your first impression of me? Me going into that situation, I'm not going to lie. I was a little um, nervous also. I had no mm-hmm. idea what to think. I had no idea what to think. I was like, a roommate? Okay, this is interesting. Like, Because, you know, you hear horror stories. Like, I went to college, and um, fortunately, for me at least, I never lived on campus. So I never had the opportunity to, like, you know, have, like, the whole roommate experience. So then I was like, oh, God. It's not someone who is messy or someone who is, like, messy in the term of, like, doesn't keep the place clean and messy also in the term of, like, just a messy individual. Mm-hmm. So I was praying to God that I got to the room. I was <laughs> got to the room first. And when I got there, I was like, okay, I see luggage. <laughs> I see a person. Okay, cool. This is it. But like you said, um, I mean, I pride myself on being someone who's very easy to get along with. Um, I also am very able to read energy straight off the bat. And the fact that we were able to have like a – a fluid conversation and to be completely honest with you, it almost like um, relationships where you get lost in conversation. Cause I feel like we were up for like so long that night talking just about like random things, whether it was business, whether it was um, what we did in our past, the things that we liked. So it's like, you just, yep. you also made it easy to, um, to want to be your friend, to want to get to know you, you know, like, even if I feel like if you have, cause I see how you navigate in rooms, like you're very much to yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very low key in and out. So the fact that like, I was able to like, um, I guess crack your shell a little bit. Cause I'm a, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out, I'm an outgoing person for the most part. But the fact that I was able to crack your shell, like I said, I think that like, um, one shout out to the people who put together the rooms in general. I'm not sure if yes. it's Diana or not, but like whoever it was. Yeah, I think it was it was Diana. Um, and and for the people listening, Diana is someone who uh, she just left actually, but she worked with my league in Curlbox for years. Um, so and and what what's funny is I was like, okay, I trust you, Diana, and I'm gonna just leave it alone. it was was very nerve-wracking it's funny because I I didn't know who I was rooming with so that's funny that you got a chance to like peep my profile and like scan me it's like blind date (laughs) that's but that that's how crazy I am though because I was like I don't want a roommate like and I was very (laughs) vocal about I, I don't want that like that's not and then they were like okay this is the the alternative scenario and then um and again I don't, I think they shared that information with me just because I have a relationship with them. I don't think they were giving other people, you know, and if you asked, I'm sure they would have shared it with you, but they weren't like giving people like heads up, like here's your roommate, you know? But I, I, I just asked because I'm like, well, who, who is me? Well, I'm, I'm I'm so happy that you asked and you were still like, you know what? I'm going to see how this rides out. Cause like. I, you can't get rid of me now, Sakita. We're stuck. I mean, you say that, but you you can't get rid of me. <laughs> what are we What are we even talking about? But no, I just going back to timing. I think that retreat was kind of like a lesson for me to trust timing. Yes, because I had just come off a of vacation. I had two weeks to kind of prepare, get a flight, and everything. Whereas most people had a whole year mm-hmm. to plan to attend that event. And I know your company was one of, you know, the sponsors. So it was like, should I go to this? But then it was kind of like, you were invited. Right. right? They could have called anyone on earth 
who would have jumped at the opportunity, but they right. called you. Right. And then I, and then I went, I had such an amazing experience. I met you. Um, and we are still, you know, so close roommates for life. We right. say, <laughs> um, you know, and there were so, so many other connections and conversations that were made that I would not have had the opportunity to make. Like, I can't, I see you now at different events. Like we, we end up at the same events, but I don't think we would have ever like met. I don't think, so. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I do believe like in div- divine purpose. If we were meant to meet, right. like even if yeah. we were at the retreat, we would have crossed paths um, right. somehow, or I would have heard of you. You would have heard of me and we'd have been like, no, I have to meet who this girl is. So right. um, True. I am happy that it was um, a situation where we were um, out of the country, where we were roommates, where we, you know, we had that um, opportunity to bond and to talk and to like, you know, just really shoot the shit and get to know each other. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm super grateful for for that retreat, uh, for bringing you into my life. Yes. Um. So now I want to just uh, get into the business of things. So, and I could be wrong about this, but it seems like business has picked up for you since we've been quarantined. Um. And you know, everyone's at home. Is that an accurate statement? Um. So business is always pretty steady. I'm very grateful mm-hmm. um, for that. But uh, I have seen a spike um, in uh, business since we've been quarantined. I think it's also because, uh, people are home and they want to be calm in their homes. Like, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a home, you know, that I've, that I have, that I I feel comfortable being in, um, a lot. That's not the case for a lot of people. So it feels good to know that people are purchasing candles to kind of create some sort of Zen to this new, um, reality that we have. So, um, to answer your question, yes, business has, um, has increased since the, the quarantine. Well, that's great. Have you have you had to make any adjustments on how you work since quarantine started? I know, like you said, business is pretty steady. There's been a, a little bit of a spike, but have you had to, to change anything um, in your process? Uh, definitely. Um, well, I'm so used to like being able to order my supplies and, um, obviously with the world on complete shutdown and lockdown, like something that would normally take three to four days has now taken seven to 10 days. So it's just, you know, um, a lot of people who are purchasing, some of them are new customers, some of them returning customers. So it's just reassuring everyone that this quarantine has hit every industry and everyone is affected. So just, you know, asking people for grace and patience as the shipping, the shipping process has delayed a bit. Um, but that's the only shift that I could really think, um, that I'm facing. Right. And what's interesting, you mentioned that, you know, people are likely buying candles to try and just make their home environment more comfortable. I have to tell you, I burned through my last candle the other day and I was like, okay, I'm stressing out. Like, like, everybody's like, okay, what are the essentials? Okay, we need groceries. We need food. I'm like, I need food. I need music and I need candles. I need candles. Listen. (laughs) Like like I I have to, or, or it's just not the the mood is just not right. So I I can't go too long um, without candles. So I I identify with all the people who are stressed by lit Brooklyn candles right now um, because I'm about to join y'all. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so grateful for my lit family, like like I like to call them, because it's like, for one thing, it's like no one wants um, you to get your candles more than I do because it's nothing like seeing people unbox, people 
light them in their homes, people sharing them. Like, there's nothing like that. So I share their sentiment. They want their candles, and I want them to have their candles. Right. Did you grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur? You know what? Um, I've always, in a sense, um, been creative, and I've always done things uh, creatively in exchange for money. Uh, in terms of like, you know, like some, some summers I would go spend, um, time at my dad's house and me and my sister, we would like sell, uh, burgers and hot dogs. And one Mm -hmm. summer I was like, let's do, let's sell water balloons. Like let's go to Rite Aid. (laughs) My father had Rite Aid right around the corner. I was like, let's go to Rite Aid and buy a pack of water balloons and sell it for like a quarter. (laughs) So I've always had that mind frame of like, you know, giving a product in exchange for something, um, so I never knew the word for it was an entrepreneur in a sense. Um, I saw my life literally teaching. Like I love, um, I love to teach. So a lot of people don't know, but my, I got my bachelor's in Africana studies and I wow. majored in, and I minored in writing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just, if I wasn't doing this, I would definitely be someone's teacher um, I just love the idea of seeing people find out new information and um, just being in that environment where we're all learning from one another. Um, that, that's crazy. Like, I, I have a, a similar story. Like, growing up, I just knew I was going to be a teacher. Like, I had the little chalkboard, like, yes. little chalk. I was teaching, you know, my stuffed animals. Like, here's what we're going to do today, kids. Um, and also, I would sell things at school. So, you know, um, the bulk little box of chips, it's like 24 little bags of chips or 12 little bags Mm -hmm. of chips. I would convince my grandmother, okay, buy this box. I don't want half the stuff in it, but I'm going to sell it, you know, as like, it's like little thing or candy, like little things like that, um, that I would do. And when I think back, I'm like, wow, like you can really be entrepreneurship. I do think can be taught. Um, cause it's, it's, it's business, but there are some people where it's just, you are born yes, to, to, yeah, to lead in, in some way. So you were doing these entrepreneurial things as a child growing up. When did you learn that it was an actual profession? When I started paying attention to my father. So my dad, um, before his untimely departure from this earth uh he was he was an entrepreneur he had his own business for 30 plus years and I just like I like I would call my dad I'm like dad I need a hundred dollars and he would make it happen mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't really understand okay he's not checking in with nobody he's literally getting up at the crack of dawn <laughs> going to sleep yeah. when the sun goes down and you know like the times that I did get to spend time with my dad during the day I would go and I'm like yo the phone is ringing nonstop. He is making things happen. I think that's when it really clicked for me that, okay, boom, you could create something, make your own rules precisely, um, get people involved, and boom, you have a business. Like, I think that's when it was. And also, too, my um, my grandmother on my mother's side, she was a seamstress her whole life. For part of my life, mm-hmm. I lived with her. And every Saturday, in and out, she would have customers, like, every other hour coming in to try on their their garments that she made leaving and I'm like that's an entrepreneur also so it's kind of like always been around me but I guess I didn't it was so normalized that I didn't realize that it was that was the title of it you know I just was like okay they're going to work they're doing work but right not realizing that you know it was there the whole time 
they were creating um, this business. They were creating opportunities. Right, right. So how did you decide to go into the luxury candle space? You know, and did you start other businesses before this one? Yeah, so before this, I was about 12 or 13. <laughs> I had a printing company called DNT Printing. I had it with one of my cousins, and the holidays were booming because, child. So they used to be like, this is like so. Remember, they used to have like CD ROM discs, and you, yes. have, you buy it, you order, you put the CD in the computer. So there was this program called Create a Card. And mm-hmm. once you, you know, you put the CD-ROM inside of there, you create this profile and you could like customize greeting cards, customize business cards, customize flyers. So I was hitting up everyone. I lived in an apartment building with six floors. I, child, I was marketing. <laughs> I was like, listen, the holidays are coming up. Don't you, wouldn't you want to have personalized greeting cards for your family and your friends? <laughs> so right. that was my initial first business, um, I guess. And then. I didn't know that I would even be jumping into candles, to be completely honest with you. Like, this was mm. a conversation I was having with my husband now, but he was my boyfriend at the time, um, where we were just discussing in the living room. I was like, yo, what if I made candles? And he was like, you, th- you serious? I was like, yeah, like, what if I made candles? Because I love candles. I used to, bl- like, listen, in college, you couldn't tell me that. I was candle mommy. Like I was blown. (laughs) Like it was just, there was not a day that went by that candles were not lit in my space. It was just something Mm -hmm. I correlated, um, me feeling at ease with candles and the ambiance. So, um, with that obviously came a bunch of trial and error. I had no idea on how to make candles. This is not something that, like I said, I don't have no background in science or right. any of this stuff. Um, and I'm creative, but I'm also like a klutz. Like I'm this. This is to, for the fact that this is my full time job is hilarious. To be honest, with you. <laughs> you <told> me <laughs> ten years ago, yeah, you're gonna be a candle maker. What? Um, so yeah, I guess just doing like the you know the trial and error. It was a lot of hard mm-hmm. work because one, you have to figure out what type of wax you want to use. Then it's the ratio of um, fragrance to wax, then it's, uh, what temperature does the wax have to be heated at before you could put, stir the fragrance in? Then you have to figure out what size wick goes with what size container, what vessel is enough. Like it was, when I tell you like starting a business, there's so much that goes into it. And there's, you don't even, um, think about the trial and the money that goes into trial and error. Cause the money that goes into trial and error would make you want to quit off rip. Like, cause you're like, wait, this is this ain't it. Then right, because I'm I'm spending money and it's not working yet. You're spending money, and then that's the easiest part, right? The hardest part mm-hmm. is convincing people that this is something that they need. You know, convincing people that something that they've been so used to, um, you, now you are offering something different. And with candles, people want to touch, they want to smell, they want to make sure that they like how this whatever it is and. Here I am starting a business where I'm not in stores, where people would prefer because that's where you go to buy your candles in stores. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of, um, it was a lot at first. I'm not going to lie. Like I did a lot of pop-ups um, and I, I still enjoy doing pop-ups, but like in my first two years of business, like it was definitely a lot of footwork. I was not missing anything. Like I remember, um, so funny, uh, speaking about, um, 
um, my leak, uh, we mentioned her earlier, I have, you know, been an avid uh, learner of hers. I think mm-hmm. that the way that she conducted this is so well. And one day in particular, I remember um, someone reached out to me. Um, they wanted me to do a pop-up in D.C. And I, I live in Brooklyn. So I'm like, yeah. girl, I'm not going to D.C. Like, sis, like, you don't, like, I just started this <laughs> this business. Like, right. to drive me to do, like, to have to pay a vending. Like, it was a lot of stuff. Um, and then they announced that my leak was one of the speakers. So I was like, okay, this is obviously a sign. I'm in there. I got to yeah, go. Like I'm in there. I live <laughs> my, um, my mother-in-law. I was like, oh, sis, we, <laughs> we're going to DC we for the weekend. Mm-hmm. She was with it. Um, we ended up driving. I set up my candles and after my leak had like a little session, she spoke and you know, like she has this effect on people where they're like, okay, after you speak, I need to speak to you. So I was like, I saw how they crowded right. around her. I was like, Sneakwa, play it cool. I went back to my, um, my booth mm-hmm. and she ended up coming around to the vendors. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like 10 of us and she bought like, um, from two vendors, she bought the candle. She posted it on her Twitter. She posted it on her Instagram. And I was like, damn, she did not really have to do this, but it just goes through like the, the the footwork I say all of that to say that there's a lot of footwork that goes into being an entrepreneur and to make you connect the seeds you know like so at first you're gonna feel like the money that you're spending the investment um that you're making to yourself it's not going anywhere but all you need honestly is perseverance you definitely need patience and you need to trust yourself and I never stopped believing in myself even through the first few months of business where it was just first year of business, honestly was completely slow. Like I was celebrating if I had five sales in a month, like, wow, literally. And nothing has changed from when I began. So to now, like, I think when I started, I knew that I wanted to make my customers feel special. So every order since the beginning of time, I have handwritten every, every order has gotten a handwritten note from me personally. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there's little, um, there's little things that we miss. Um, and yep. it's I like think a personal touch that you're able absolutely. to add. It's like when we have pen pals and you're like, just to like, or sending things actually through the mail versus email or through a text. It just goes to show that you made that additional effort. Um, yeah. Like I listen, my business, I don't even want to call it my baby because babies eventually, you know, get older and then they get rude and disrespectful. <laughs> my business literally an extension of me. My business is, um, it speaks for me without me having to say a word. Um, and I knew that in creating something I wanted, um, your first initial question was if I want, if I knew I was going to create a luxury candle brand, I knew I wanted people who look like me to, uh, not have to break the bank for something that is fire, you know, like I wanted to be able to create something of this, uh, affordable luxury, I want us to know that we can have nice things without it having to, to break us. Um, and I think I've, I think I've done that with Lip Brooklyn. You have absolutely done that with Lip Brooklyn. <laughs> like, there is no question about it. Like I, I am like a self-professed candle connoisseur, and Lip Brooklyn candles are seriously some of the best candles ever. I mean, just the we can talk about like the aesthetic. Um, that you use from the full size um, and then even your travel size like it's just very sexy and then we get into the fragrance 
Yeah. I, I mean, it just, it just, you can, when I get a package from you, I can smell the candle before I open the box. I love Like, that. let's start there. I love that. And so, so it's like, and when you put it in a room, you know, your candles, I'm very, I, I have like my lit Brooklyn candles, which I'm very selective about. Like, okay, I need to savor this. I don't want to just burn, you know, cause when I burn a candle, I burn that thing down. Like we going to burn it until it's over. Um, and then I have, you know, my, my regular, whatever candles. Um, but when I get one of yours, I, it's usually sitting in the room before mm-hmm. I like for a minute before I even burn it. And the smell, like when I walk past it, I can smell it. Like I hate candles. Like, what's the point of making a candle that's not going to be fragrant? Like, it has a little bit of fragrance, but why can't I smell? Like, I need to smell this thing. (laughs) And yours yours are fantastic. Um, There's one uh, that has, like, blood orange in it. Joy. Joy. The joy, yes, the joy candle. It (laughs) it was so crazy. My favorite flower is, like, gardenia, whatever. So I ordered um, the one, your candle, that had... The, yep, that had the gardenia in it. Mm-hmm. And I remember you put, as like a thank you for something that we had done, I think you put the joy candle in it. And I said, wait a second. <laughs> Goddamn second. This shit smells amazing. Like, I have to have it. Like, I, I, t- I tell everyone that is my my favorite candle. Like, And then you, you just came out with a new one recently, the Salute candle. Salute. Salute. Yeah, Salud was that one. Whew. Salud. Yeah. Was you out there. I, I listen, I none of none of this will ever feel like I hearing you profess your love for something that I put my love into, it this will never get old. And I'm like, I literally am so appreciative. Like I don't take none of this lightly. You know, like I really don't take any of this lightly. Um I appreciate you for your kind words. I appreciate you for like <laughs> really rocking with me like because it, it, it's a true testament on because sometimes as an entrepreneur you you definitely go through a lot of bouts of of, of doubt of like should I start doing this like uh damn <laughs> is this for me and it, it's it's so telling on like the moments that when you feel like this here comes the moments of like gratitude the moments of like yeah it's reassurance it's, the timing is the timing is just perfect and what's what's interesting is that, and, and I want you to speak to this, you're making candles, right? I see people popping up making candles, whether it's just, you know, a personal hobby or they're making candles and they want to sell it. You know, there's, there's if you want a candle, you can get a candle. There's tons right. of candles out there, right? Um, and you are a testament to kind of leaning into something that, wasn't necessarily where you thought you would end up, but you knew you could do something special. You knew you had something special. And then over time it became like this passion to, to really create special, something that would make our environment better. There's a lot of people that are likely listening who have either started a business or are sitting on an idea that they Mm -hmm. just feel like, and everybody talks about this, but it's like, Oh, well, such and such is making it, making this. And if I make it, I don't think anybody's going to buy. Like, what do you say to those people that are concerned that there is something similar to what they want to do already out there? I say, um, (laughs) feel whatever you're feeling Mm -hmm. in ways. 
Um, yeah. I think that if I if I was thinking about how many candle companies there are, I would have never started. But what I did was um, found a problem and I wanted to solve it. Right? Like, are we problem solving? Are we are we finding um, are we finding a solution to something? And my solution that I found was that there are one. Let's, let's let's get real about this, right? So mm-hmm. when I was in college and I was buying candles, um, candles that I loved so very much, in doing my research when I started my own candle company, I realized that a lot of my favorite candle companies, um, the candles were filled with toxins, right? And when you think about who is first affected by anything that happens health-wise, it's Black women, right? When it comes to our whether it's fibroids, our reproductive health, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, we are directly affected by it. You know, like I, I'm seeing women. I'm in my 30s. I'm seeing women in my 30 in my 30s suffer from certain things that, when you do the research and you do the math, it's from a lot of our favorite products that we like that we just get because it looks pretty or we get because so and so. But we're not doing our actual research, right? So the problem that I knew I wanted to solve was to create something that was safe. Mm-hmm. free um something that I could firmly and confidently put my name behind and know that I'm bettering the world um and not just profiting from it if that makes sense um for sure so if you are listening and you want to start something no matter what it is just make sure you're problem solving make sure that um there's integrity in what you're doing make sure you're doing it for the right reasons because even if you start something and it's popping, but you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you're never going to see it through. Um, Mm. I think consistency wins all the time um, and being authentic and true to yourself. And I know we are being over bombarded with be genuine, be authentic, be your authentic self, but like really hone in and see what makes your heart flicker. Like there are days when, and I'm going to be completely honest and transparent where I don't feel like pouring candles. I don't feel like labeling anything. But you know what lights that fire under my ass? I remember why I started. I remember mm. that there are people's lives I'm literally saving, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, like sometimes people are lighting candles in the their depressive moments or like even in their joyous moments. I realize that I am this this contribution mm-hmm. to the world. I'm looking at it's bigger than me, right? This contribution that I'm making to the world is making a difference day to day and um look at it that way start a business that way look at it like the one question you should ask yourself is what solution am I solving what problem well I mean what solution am I finding what problem am I solving um will I be proud of this five years from now you know it's not about like recognition is cool recognition is amazing but what is recognition without actually doing the work you know like you could be recognized for anything but like what is your legacy what do you want to be remembered for what do you like I don't know what is your contribution like I just I think for me personally after um my dad died honestly Mm -hmm. I looked at life a completely different way um not saying that I never took it seriously before but it's something about um something about death that's just like it feels so final you know like it feels so like damn and I literally watched my dad um wake up um from the crack of dawn go to bed 
late at night and get up and do it all over again and never complain. Mm-hmm. But he also never really enjoyed anything. You know, he never really mm-hmm. like actually lived. So it's, it's when you look at life um, through the lens of other people, sometimes it, it humbles you and it also helps you focus. It helps you um, hone in on what you should be doing. So for me, that, that was my defining moment in making sure that before I depart this earth, I'm making an impact. I am, I am, um, when I'm no longer here, people can speak well of me. People can know right. that, you know, I was a great person. You're I leaving, something. you're leaving your mark. Absolutely. And when you, when you talk about your dad, watching your dad, um, build his business and kind of go about his everyday life. And you mentioned that he didn't really get to necessarily enjoy the fruits of his labor. In what ways are you, or have you, learn from that so that you don't make the same mistake because I think even if you don't have a business there's a lot of us especially in our generation 20s 30s um, early 40s who we're striving right we're trying to climb whatever ladder whether it's the business ladder career ladder you know we're trying to build families and and break generational curses and all Mm -hmm. of these things so we feel like we have to be on and we have to focus and we have to when one goal is is accomplished we have to add 10 more but we don't a lot of us aren't necessarily living and that's why I I do look for and try to find examples of people who have made you know made themselves successful but are now they're now realizing okay there's more to life than just work but I want to get that before I like make it make it um Listen, <laughs> I'm queen of, um, I am the queen of knowing when to sit my ass down. <laughs> okay. mm. <laughs> I am and I, and I am not, I, let me say that. <laughs> I am the queen of that. I, listen, I get overwhelmed so easily, literally mm-hmm. so easily. And that's when I know that I need to just take a breather. Um, and also just realizing that, uh, Time is going, yes, but look at like we're sitting in the middle right now of a um, of a global pandemic, right? There's like normally there's something that's going on, on in one place of the world that we could we, we hear it, but we're not directly affected by it. Every industry right. is affected by this, and it's literally. I look at it as soon as this happened. I was like, "This is God trying to humble us. This is God mm-hmm. literally trying to get us to like listen, like." Everything that we're trying to do, it don't even matter. So this is this moment right here, these these weeks that we've been home at this point in time is literally just for us to focus on what is important, focus on what is meant for us. And those 511 things that we think we needed to do, it's not is it is it important now? Can't that email wait? Ooh. Is that phone call that important? Was mm. that trip that necessary? Was this wait now, now? Now hold up. That trip was necessary. Now hold I mean, up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the business trip. Business trip. That's what yes. I mean. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we really think about. Like for me, I am. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm. I love. I miss having the option to you know be out in these streets. I miss yeah. having the option. But for the most part, like. I live in Brooklyn, like I said, and I am literally. I drive everywhere. I don't take the train. I'm literally yeah. in the city four to five times a week. So wow. 
imagine that commute back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, gas, like making sure my fits is lit. You know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, <laughs> the energy we put into all of that stuff yes. now realizing, and especially for me is realizing like, yo, this shit don't matter. None of it, none of it, none of it. Not the movie premieres. And I'm not like, you know, I, I don't want to take away from like our social, um, the social aspect of it. Because obviously like, you know, networking and getting together mm-hmm. with your peers is very important. But it right. has become so excessive um, to the point where we've lost um, what it really means to connect. We've lost what it really yeah, means to I was like, about to say that. you know, to sit down and really make genuine connections. Because I'm not going to lie, like at all of these events that I go to, one I never like to lead with what I do. Like when I mm-hmm. do, I literally just, I'm, hey, I'm Daniqua, you know, yeah. up, um, isn't this event popping? Da, 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 da. I like your shoes. I like your bag. And if, right. if from a little 30 second snippet, if we, you know, the conversation goes deeper and you end up, I end up finding what you do, out what you do, you end up finding what I do, then we can go from there. But I think this is also teaching us, reteaching us, um, and allowing us to relearn how to really communicate with one another. It's more than just mm-hmm. are more than just more than just what we do. You know, like we're actual people behind these titles. We're actual people behind these businesses. So it's like, yeah, this is getting us back. Even us having this beautiful conversation. You know what I'm saying? That right. It's we're just doing the necessary work. That's what we're doing right now. I want, I want to touch on the connection piece. And I'm going to say something that I want you to, as soon as I say it, I want you to erase it from your memory. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Forget I ever said it because I know you will hold me accountable. But in terms of connection, you know, when we go to events, you know, we're, we're going to support the people that organize it. We're going mm-hmm. to, you know, network or kind of see our friends, et cetera. But it's usually very brief. Mm-hmm. It's very surface level. It's very like, hey, how you doing? Okay, yeah, we should link, whatever. And I think we're going to cherish much Absolutely. more those opportunities to connect. And I think this is the thing that I'm going to say that I want you to forget. Um, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> right now. Um, the, what, for me, what I'm thinking of is that, you know, I don't like to take pictures. Okay. And... <laughs> And you know how I feel about it. And and I'm just thinking, like, what is everybody doing right now, myself included, is we're kind of going through our camera roll, yes. looking for those memories, mm-hmm. looking for those times where, wow, I laughed until my stomach hurt, or wow, we were, you know, on vacation and having the time of our lives. Wow, we were celebrating your birthday here, or my birthday, or, you know, some accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many of those memories would I have been? How many? How much more memories would I have had to scroll past or choose from if I was more open to to kind of capturing the moment? You know, so that's something that I'm even thinking about. Um, in in just thinking ahead, like we are living in a historic moment. Like the what we are living through is going to be in history, but our our kids' history books. Absolutely. So it's like. Are we, you know, I'm even thinking like, I want to record what I'm dealing with in this journey. And that's why, you know, I started recording the podcast again, because I wanted to, in the episode I put out a couple weeks ago, was really just walking people through what I'm experiencing right now. And it's not pretty, you know, my business is impacted, but it's like, how can we cap document 
mm-hmm. you know, the moment so that we can look back and, and see what we've overcome or or just have those those sweet memories of being like, damn, we we've made it through so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, so that's something that, that I'm thinking of now. Now I say, don't hold, don't hold me to that because I don't know, <laughs> soon as, soon as Joe or somebody else pull a camera out, I'm going to go running. But Listen. I know that I do want to capture more memories and it doesn't, what I, what I have to remember is that you can capture memories. They don't have to be shared. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so that's the perspective. Just for yourself, literally just for yourself. I think my most, yeah, my most recent um, Instagram post um, was like me, like, you know, shipping boxes and stuff. And Kyrie literally was like, my husband, he was like, "Um, let me snap some photos of you real quick because I feel like you don't, you you make stuff happen like as in terms of like making sure that these things get processed, but you're not just like you said you're not documenting these things. Yeah, I'm you're like, not showing you know the process. You damn right, because when I have these kids, I'm gonna be like, you see how hard your damn mom. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You see how hard she worked. Um, but I do think that um, what I was gonna say is um, I was looking back um when you had reached out for us to do the podcast, and I was like. Let me see. And then I realized we never took any photos at the retreat. At the the retreat because I was running. Oh, Lord. Yeah, And and I took photos. What's so funny, I have photos of you that I took on my phone. You and Carlene, you and, like, some other people at the closing night party that I took. You you and Nicole came um, that I took at the closing night party, but I wasn't in any of them. Oh, well, we're going to change that, Sakita. We're going to, we're going to definitely change that. Like, I know that, like, this is just teaching us a very valuable lesson and we're all going to come out of this being better, more like, um, considerate people, I think. Oh, for, oh, for sure. Well, I I know you and I are. (laughs) Right, right. I, I hope, I hope, you know, other people are like, you know feeling what we're feeling and kind of realizing like that there are just so much more important things. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely going to come out of this wanting to uh, pour more into my friendships, my relationships, and just try to, you know, I try and show up as best I can, but I am somebody that is very much to myself. Um, so it's like, how can I find the balance in that where I'm not like draining my energy, um, but allowing myself to like let other people in to refuel that energy, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I completely agree with what you're saying. I can see it. Yeah. So I, I want to know what inspires you. You, you literally, you know, let's, let's talk about candles, right? Cause mm-hmm. I, I love candles that, you know, people are like, okay, let's make a candle that smells like roses. Like <laughs> it's like just boring. Like, okay, we're going to make this smell like roses or we're going to make this smell like fruit. But like, where do you draw your inspiration from? Like you even made, you, you made a limited edition uh, tribute candle to your father. I think it was called the willow candle. Um, how do you draw your inspiration to do these candles is are when you make one about your dad are you thinking about a cologne he wore or a scent that that you think about because when I think about my grandmother like I can distinctly she used to wear oils all the time and she still does sometimes but like if I smell like sandalwood oil 
my mind will go to a time when I was maybe six. Mm-hmm. Like I can, my mind goes right back to the moment where I may have smelled that scent on a scarf or something like that. So how do you, and where do you draw your inspiration from and how does that show up in your work? I think life inspires me on a daily basis. I'm inspired by my friends, my family, nature, water. Like I am a Pisces. So or people are going to be like, okay, I get it now. I'm all in <laughs> my head. I'm a, I call myself a professional dreamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I'm, I'm creating these scents, I want to take people somewhere. I want to take people on an adventure. Um, so, and they're also very, um, they're also an extension of, of me in a sense. Like for instance, like 1989 is clearly the year I was born. Um, mm-hmm. And if you look back on that year, it was a phenomenal year. So I want to make sure that it's a, the, the smell is, you cannot forget this, unforgettable. Right. Um, even down to, uh, like you said, Willow. Willow, um, I released it on my mom's birthday last year, and it was dedicated mm. to my dad. Um, Willow is very um, androgynous. It has feminine and masculine notes. Um my last name before I got married was Williams and my dad's nickname was Willow. So I thought that that was like a, um, a cute way to pay, um, homage to my father, Mm -hmm. my parents, um, home. I feel like everyone's home should smell like that. Like I'm very Mm. biased. I feel like it's the perfect scent. Um, and I also feel like my, you know, my, my fragrances are very gender neutral. Like they're not manly scents. They're not feminine scents. They are just, you can't get this anywhere else. You know, like I take pride in curating these scents and making sure that they take you on an adventure because scent is, that's what scent does. Just like you said, you were, um, you smell sandal. What do you think of your grandmother? It takes you back somewhere. So even when you get a lit Brooklyn candle and you light it somewhere, you're never going to forget it. You're going to remember, okay, boom, I was in this hotel in Chicago and, um, <laughs> I had, no, no, really like it literally takes you there. So like, I don't know, it's, it's being on an adventure with, with my clients. I, I love it. I love it was, it was so interesting. I, I just remember when we were at the, my taught you retreat, I did get to the hotel room first, but when you came in, the first thing you did was light a candle, you, was, was, light a candle, you lit a candle in the bathroom and you lit a candle like in the room area. Um, and the second thing you did was put all your clothes in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was like, okay, this, it it was just, you, you made the space, you cultivated a a space that was going to be comfortable for you. And I could tell that that was something that it's literally something that's so intrinsic. Mm-hmm. Um, to how you move and navigate. Um, and it's something like for me too, like I have a routine, like when I come in the house, like if I'm in the office and I come home, it's like, okay, I'm lighting a candle, I'm turning on some music. Like it's, it's just, it's, it has to be done. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to wrap this up, but I, I cannot get out of here without talking about something that we just did together. Which, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, uh, Okay, you've done a ton of, of brand collaborations um, and projects with influencers, like I said, brands. 
And since from the time we met, I knew that I wanted to work with you, like period. I was like, I have to find the right project. Um, and it goes back to timing again, because I wanted to hire you for, for other clients and other things. But we started, my, my firm represents Lester's Pink, the creators of the iconic pink lotion and other yeah. care, personal care products. And when we were preparing to relaunch um, one of their collections and, you know, I do these PR packages that are just amazing. Like I'm not even, I'm, I'm done acting like they not fire. No, I'm going to help you toot your own horn, sis, because like, that was phenomenal. And, and I was like, first of all, I wanted to work with Lester's Pink for years. Let's just say that. And it took years for me to get the account. And one of the things that I knew that I had to do was something with that pink lotion smell, because that's what everybody remembers mm -hmm. across generations. It's like they can remember pink lotion. So when I went to the team and I said, okay, I want to create a candle that smells like pink lotion. They were like, okay, you know, sounds good, whatever. We, we know somebody. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. <laughs> it can't just be somebody. It has to be Daniqua. It has to be Lit Brooklyn. You know, because, you know, they have their own connections. This family business, been in business 60-something years. They have people that they trust because, again, this is a proprietary scent. It had to be you. I Listen, one, Sakita, literally the goat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And this is what I also said, like, you know, like we could have worked together before, but it would have been too premature. Like, I think that yeah. this was, this was perfect. Um, this was amazing. And even with you saying that you wanted to work with this brand for the longest and when you got it, like, so it just, it just means a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? And it's mm -hmm. very symbolic on our relationship um, as friends with timing and how things happen the way that they're supposed to, you know, like the way that you were able to curate this beautiful box, like... One, I, first of all, like, like I said, thank you. I am mm -hmm. so appreciative of it. And um, I think it speaks wonders when people trust you. Um, yeah. That's something that I do not take for granted. And I am so happy that I was able to, to work with this brand. It was, it was that I still shook. I'm just like, wow, this is a real thing. Like, I, you know, I have to go back to make sure that it actually happened. That's how <laughs> in disbelief I am. But it's it's remarkable, um, and it's also like sometimes you do need to have people who advocate for you. Yeah. And um, I always say this, and I make it a point to say that I am a black woman has helped me get in every step of my career, has advocated mm -hmm. for me, has spoken up for me, and the only way for me to make sure that the cycle keeps going is to pay it forward. You know, so yeah. um, like listen. I I am appreciative. You have no idea. That was that is literally one of the my favorite things that I, that I've ever kind of created for a PR box. And what what I want people to understand is like these. And I'm 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 gonna talk a little bit more on another episode or something about PR packages and literally what goes into them. I reached out to Daniqua about six to eight months before this thing actually happened. <laughs> yes. So I'm sure that there were times where she was like, all right, girl. <laughs> no. Like, Listen, to be honest with you, I really wasn't. Because one thing you learn, and people who are trying to get into business or in the brink of business, one thing you learn mm -hmm. is that 
you could have an idea, especially when you're trying to pitch something and it can take a year. It could take a few yeah. months before it actually gets finalized or before people, because just because you see something, everyone does not have your vision. Everyone does not feel like this will be, you know, you have to show and show and kind of prove. And in the time that it took for um, this thing to become finalized, we were both doing work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like I was yep. still head was still down. So like, even if she, um, even if Sakita had to like, you know, reassure, like, yo, this is the best choice to go to. I was still doing work. I was still making right. sure that things were getting checked off. So therefore I was always showing that I'm the, I'm always the best candidate. If that makes sense. You know, like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't thing is, you ain't have to show me that. Oh, yeah. No, and, no, no. I mean, in, you know, in general, yeah, in general, in, in general, you have, to, yeah. you have to be able to show people what you're, what you're made of. Cause I, even the, yeah. this is something Lester's is something that you're super proud of. Like this box, um, this box was amazing. The way the rollout was amazing. The, it was very thoughtful. Like there were customized robes. There was an, um, an eye mask. There was mm-hmm. a personal bottle of champagne. There were these full size products. Like this was, really we named the candle nostalgia like it was literally bringing you back to the 90s when pink lotion was really reintroduced so the thought that goes into all of these things and like it it was it was literally just perfect timing couldn't have been any better yeah and what's so crazy I I think about like you said when it's so important to advocate for each other and a lot of times whether I'm working with you know, partners like you, or if I'm working with influencers, a, a lot of people don't realize just how much advocating has to go on. Absolutely. Like when I, when I brought the idea to them, they immediately called, um, they're based in Chicago. I was in Chicago for a meeting. I pitched the entire team. They immediately within like a week called the person that they knew that person created samples and they sent the samples to me. And I was like, I don't know. No, this is no. Absolutely not. And I was like, it has to be this. Because here's the thing. I could have put any candle. I could have used the fragrance, put had whoever created a candle and put it in there. Mm-hmm. But when people open, there's a reason I wanted to go with you. One, you're the best. Thank Two, you. Thank you. what you do and how you do it resonates with people. So when people were opening their box and talking about lusters, they were also saying, and then there's a lit Brooklyn candle, not just a candle. It's a lit Brooklyn candle. Like they were happy. They were like, either I love lit Brooklyn. I've always wanted to try a lit Brooklyn candle. Like it, it was one of the two. They were already a customer of yours or they, they, you were already on their radar. Right. And now they have a piece of you. So it was, was intentional. It was intentional. Yeah, it, it was intentional. And and then I had to convince the, the brand to send us the fragrance. And I was like, okay, just send it an unmarked bottle shit. Like <laughs> just, <laughs> we, we don't care what the notes are. We do not want to know. We can't do nothing with this fragrance. We just try to make some candles. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a lot of, of, back and forth and and bargaining and negotiating but oh my god when I say I am just so proud of what we did I am I am so proud every everything came together perfectly and I just want to thank you again for being such an amazing partner and you know even though it took a lot of time to get there once we got the green light you was ready to go it was like okay cool I'm, I'm ready um, so I, the, my last question to you is your, your business <laughs> is flourishing. You know, the candles are great. You know what I want. You I already to know. What you, 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 you know what I want. Um, can, but, but can you, 
can you tell us about any plans that you have to expand into other areas? I definitely have plans to expand. Um, so um, Lip Brooklyn is going to be more than just a candle company. It's going to be a fragrance empire. Speaking in Come here. Come on, empire. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely have plans to expand. Um, but I'm also, um, I'm here for a long time, not a short time. So mm-hmm. I am definitely taking my time with like the rollout of certain things. But something new is coming this year. I'm testing okay. um testing it out. Well, well, since this is on the record, I'm going to just tell the people what I want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want, uh, and what's so crazy, when I introduced you, I was definitely about to describe your company as like, you know, luxury candle company and home fragrance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want pillow sprays. Yes. I want room <laughs> sprays. I want incense, right? I want um, air freshener. I want the little lit Brooklyn plugins that do the automatic spritz when you walk past with the motion sensor. I want body fragrance, sis. Like I'm gonna need and, and to smell like, like the candles. Listen, I and I know I know you got so much planned, but what people don't realize is like aromatherapy is real. Absolutely. Like and Absolutely. and I think the the way the ways you can expand your business and the places that you can take it just off of how to make people feel better with yeah. the fragrance or or just aid in healing um and, and there's just so many things that you can do and I'm gonna be here every step of the way cheering you on asking you for shit to make <laughs> because, because I need it I'm looking forward to working together again I'm looking forward to continue to cheer you on also because let's you. not get it twisted Sakita's a silent beast oh. like you may not know that like a lot of the things that are happening in this industry she's the probably the person behind it but she's um very humble she's very obedient and I think that those are qualities on why God continues to bless um certain people because regardless of who is her client, regardless of the amazing things that she's accomplished, she'll still let you know, but she'll do it in such a humble way that um, I almost feel like you don't get celebrated enough, Sakita. I think that you just, um, your head is down and you're doing the work, but um, I want to take the time to like, you know, definitely give you your flowers and celebrate you and let you know that like the work that you do, the whether it be silent or whether people know about it, it does not go unnoticed. And um, you're a real gem in this industry. Like, you're really a gem. And we're going to make sure that she takes more photos. So after you guys hear this, <laughs> you guys hear this, um, um, this, this episode, make sure y'all slide in her DMs. She's hot on these Twitter streets. <laughs> Let her know that you guys want her to take more selfies. Even if she never posts them, okay. take photos. Okay. Matter of fact, after this, I'm gonna make a few phone calls to, um, oh, to, to, to Mr. Joe Chia and um, oh, him schedule a shoot for you. <laughs> and you know, he and I are overdue, so he will. He's gonna welcome that call. But I, I want to thank you. I want to thank you again, uh, Daniqua. Like you are just. I, I'm just happy to have you in my life. Like I'll just say that, or we'll literally be here like another ten minutes just gushing. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Sakita Method. Can't you just tell how much I love Daniqua? 
If you want to keep up with all that she has going on with Lit Brooklyn, make sure you're following them on Instagram at L-I-T-B-K-L-Y-N. And you can follow Daniqua at D-Will. That's D-W-I-L. If you're talking about this episode online, please use the hashtag The Sakita Method and tag me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Success. That's M-I-S-S Success. And you can also tag the podcast page at The Sakita Method as well.